and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there, and I do appreciate that introduction. I'm glad that you have taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. I certainly hope and pray that Christ would always be glorified. You as our listeners would be edified. Like the young lady said, I would encourage you to go to our webpage and check us out. We have a statement of faith there, some prayer requests and things there. Uh, we've had some problems with internet connections and whatnot. And people have been, somebody likes to play with our webpage, but I believe we've got it all secured now. And we are seriously asking for financial help. We rarely haven't done that a lot in the three years that we've been putting this out. But if you listen to us and you're able to financially help, uh, please do so. You can check that out on our webpage as well. We do have a free ebook that you can download and read. We do know the lady personally. Uh, Latine Scott is a great lady, Christian lady, and I thank her for allowing us to have that uh, promotion. So if you would, open a Bible and follow along. I've always encouraged my listeners to do so. And you open it up to the 18th chapter of Deuteronomy. You know, we as uh, human beings, we really desire information. Whether... uh, the information you want and I want uh, would be identical or not. That would be a whole different subject. But when it comes to the Bible, we should all have a desire to have more information about God and His desires for us and what He expects out of us as His creation. And so uh, we, with more information, we feel like we can deal with all the problems that we are facing. We can become better informed. You know, over the years, I've always made a comment uh, to people when they're asking for advice that sometimes you just kind of get this gut feeling they're not telling you the whole story or there's more to it. But usually people really want to provide you with the information. They want you to have it. And it usually, in the business world especially, it's usually all about money. And so... Somebody's going to try to sell you a secret investing way into the stock market. Others want to try to sell you, give you more information on it. Some kind of a miracle diet. Uh, others want to try to help you figure out the secrets and happiness of life. Uh, others want to tell you your, your fortune and your future. So some of the information, quite honestly, could just be downright harmful. Uh, those people that want to share knowledge, uh, again, perhaps may want to uh, boost their margin, their profit line, and, and take yours away. And I see this in the world of Christianity. So many people writing books have ghost writers or whatever. Uh, there's, I know Latine Scott, I mentioned her a minute ago. She writes her own books, and it takes her years to get a book put together. And so when I see people like Joe Olstein and others come out with a new book every three, four months, and it's as thick as, as my Bible, it makes me really wonder how gifted they are or 
what kind of money is involved here? Somebody else is writing it, or you get to put their name on it. So, you know, again, re- the religious world is not free from this distorted information. The only true information you're going to really get is when you read and study your Bible on your own. Uh, I'm not saying preachers and other people can't help guide you, but the more you read your Bible and the more you listen to your audio Bible, uh, just play it over and over again, listen to it constantly, you will be surprised how you will begin to memorize the Bible. You will be able to listen to uh, the narrator speaking, and you're going to know what your First Samuel or Second Corinthians. And that's just a sign that you really have tried to listen and study. Uh, re- the religion, the, the spirituality type world is a huge business. It just makes billions of dollars a year. And most of the time uh, you read it and you say, ah, so what? Uh, you might get a couple paragraphs out of a book that has 20 chapters in it or something. And so, you know, nothing wrong with reading those things. However, I think you need to read it through the curtain, uh, the filter would be a better word, uh, through the Bible. And so, uh, you know, we all want to hear from God and we all want to know what happens when we die. We miss loved ones who've passed away and we wish we could talk to them perhaps one more time. You know, we all want to know there's a purpose in life. Uh, there's a very famous series, uh, you know, A Purpose-Driven Church, A Purpose-Driven Life. There's several of them out there. And so, you know, really the secular world, uh, for lack of better terms here in this discussion, leaves a large void in our hearts. And there's always someone who claims that they can fill it. And really, this is the dangers of misinformation. Uh, there's nothing wrong, again, with the religious questions that people ask per se, but where do you really get the truth for your answer? How do you really, really know what's going on here type thing? And so that's what I really want to talk about today. Uh, ultimately, the truth is only from God. He has no motives, alternative or not, to lie to you. Uh, If he is a liar, then he's not the God that he claims to be. So we're going to look at some passages here. We're going to be in the Old Testament. And if you haven't opened your Bible already, uh, we're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18. We'll start in verse 15, and we'll do that right after this. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations aren't financially able to support our podcast, If you are able, we'd be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website. Would you be in prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for listening, and may He have the glory. We are back here. Deuteronomy chapter 18, starting in verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Hebrew on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not hear the voice of our Lord our God, 
nor see the great fire any more, or we will die. Verse 17. The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among the fellow Israelites, and I will put my words into his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that that prophet speaks in my name. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. Okay, so this is Moses here talking to the people, talking about Jesus, a future prophet like me. Okay, and so... Um, I think it helps us to have some context here, what we just read in this Deuteronomy uh, passage here. In the last five books that, you know, Moses has, has written and read, uh, it is a, a cast form of the ancient treaty uh, between uh, a king and his subjects. There's, there is a summary of historical relationship between the king and his people here. These are promises made by the king uh, to affirm their loyalty, to their obedience, uh, laws which govern and covenant are spoken and expected to be obeyed. You know, unlike our society here, especially in the United States, uh, we have an appeals court. We, we can ignore the law if we want. We don't have to speak well of our government leaders. Uh, and, it's, you know, we're exercising our constitutional rights. But under a kingship type deal, uh, there is no appealing what the king says. That is it. It is law. And so, again, there's these certain blessings that are listed here for obedience and curses for disobedience. And this passage we're going to study really kind of falls in the middle of this type of a covenant. The children of Israel were about to enter the land which God, their king, had promised to Abraham. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teaching out that God, or Jesus, uh, will, be, will be future tense crowned king. And, and essentially, he's always been king. And he, has, he says so throughout the, even the Old Testament. And so, this promise was stated 400 years at the, after Abraham's descendants would take possession of this land. God will tell Abraham back in Genesis that his people will go to Egypt. They will be held there for 400 years in slavery, and they will return back to the place where Abraham was uh, standing. And his descendants will do away or with this idea of idolatry, this child sacrifice, violence, sexual immorality, and all other kinds of crimes that go against God and His commandments. The people of Canaan uh, got their religion and their knowledge from soothsayers, astrologers, false prophets, and really basically just satanic-type uh, sources. And so... God's going to bring the Israelites back, and he's going to command that they do away with all that, and those people who practice that type of thing. And there is a danger here that their religious practices would corrupt the children of Israel. We see that in our world and society today. I remember as a child growing up in America, 
There was a church, basically, of whatever denomination, but there was a church pretty much on every street corner. Uh, today, there's a lot of empty church buildings. The young people do not necessarily believe that Jesus is who he claims to be. Uh, they are seeking out other ways to, uh, to try to figure out their spiritual walk. And this is why I believe that we're in trouble as a nation. We have abandoned God years ago. And so no good can come from anything that, uh, an information, you know, reading your uh, your astrology or uh, dealing the paper, uh, going to your eight ball, to tarot cards or whatever. And we have that kind of stuff even in our society today. And God really tells us to reject that stuff and not use those people if Christians if we really claim to be, would not give those people our, uh, our hard-earned money. We'd give it to a mission somewhere. God wants His people to truly know Him. And there's more than just knowledge. It, there has to be a relationship as well. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't have a relationship, that knowledge really does not do you much good. So, Deuteronomy is a book that really calls upon believers, uh, the Israelites, to love the Lord their God. And this love will demand a, a mutual faithfulness, or it's just not really love. Uh, trying to get information from Paul's God is, is really spiritual uh, idolatry. Uh, a lot of people think of it as only adultery as only a sexual sin, but it's just breaking of a relationship of a covenant. And so you can commit adultery in a lot of different ways besides sexually. But there is this call to be wholehearted in love, and that is to be reflected in our relationship with each other. God puts a very strong value on our relationship with those we call brother and sisters in Christ, as well as the relationship we have with Him. In this text that we're studying here, starts with the promise that God would raise up another prophet unto Moses. And this is because Moses had been forbidden to enter uh, Canaan because of his rash words and striking uh, and anger, a rock in front of Israel to provide them water at one point when they were in the wilderness. Uh, Moses was to speak to the rock, and he disobeys. And it seemed like to be a harsh punishment for a man who was more than faithful to the Lord uh, than the people that he was leading. Were. And I think this needs to be really understood by people who think they can just live any kind of life they want as a Christian. They can say whatever they want as a Christian, and God can't do nothing to them and except or award them with eternal life. And I think if you really look at this closely and ponder on this, uh, there was some fallout from the sin that Moses committed. And so uh, the book of Hebrews uh, commends Moses as being a faithful person. We all can be faithful, but we all have sin trouble. We all have our bad moments. And so, yes, God is loving. Yes, he's forgiving. Yes, he's caring. But there's also another side of that coin. 
And so, um, as we study here, as Deuteronomy would end, we would go into uh, Joshua chapter 1, you would see that Joshua will take over this role for Moses. And he will be their leader. And he's going to lead them through the promised land. They're going to remove the evil and and destroy uh, that evil and the false idols and so on. And Joshua also knows by the time he dies and the next person comes in, going to have a really hard time keeping the people faithful. Uh, this is an issue within the church. People want uh, to have their cake and eat it too type idea. They don't want to stay committed to the relationship that they really need to be committed to. So, but none of these really rose up to the level of Moses. Uh, remember that to Jesus in the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua. Okay, and so that's what uh, the name of Jesus is here. Yahshua, Joshua. Okay, so again, the Old Testament prophets, I think they were, if you want to look at them, they were just a shadow of the reality of the greater prophet to come. The Dead Sea community waited for the teacher of righteousness and that lived in the day of Jesus. The Jews expected the Messiah. They were looking for him. They were waiting for him, thought this is the right time and place for all of this. And they were right. It was exactly what God had in mind as well. But the problem was uh, they did not see Jesus as the Messiah, they wanted him to be. They wanted him to kick out Rome. They wanted to lead a, an army. Uh, and they wanted to be the, the superpower of the day. And so the Jews expected Jesus to be coming. The, the Samaritans expected a great teacher. And I think this all shows that all the offshoots of Israel realized that the prophecy of Moses here really had not been fulfilled. A mark of a true prophet is that he prophesies uh, and it comes to pass. And a lot of people think prophecy only has to do with future events. And that's not necessarily true either. I believe the majority of prophecy uh, is probably futuristic. But the real definition of prophecy would be this. When you speak of something that only God has, knows about, whether it's past, present, or future. That would be prophecy if it comes to pass. And so an example is when Jesus has been arrested and he's being slapped, uh, one of the soldiers will ask him, prophesy, who slapped you? And that would be something uh, just in the past tense. Now, it might only been a moment ago, but it is still in the past. So that is an example uh, how prophecy could be looked upon past, present, or future. If they, uh, a mark of this true prophet again, if it does not come, then the Lord has not sent that prophet. And certainly Moses' prophecy could uh, not fall to the ground unanswered. A false prophecy, even in the name of God, was punishable by death with any prophecy. Even if it was true, spoken in the name of another God, this prophecy did indeed come from Jesus of Nazareth. 
Just because prophecy does not immediately come to pass does not mean that that prophecy is false. I mean, the first prophecy uh, about a Messiah is Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Long before Moses, okay, long before Jesus uh, is born uh, to the Virgin Mary. And so uh, God doesn't work on a timetable. It's something I really struggle with. I'm sure many other of the listeners do is when is God going to react? When is God going to help? When is God going to intervene? And so, but whenever God does intervene or work, it's the time is always perfect. And that's how I look back. A, a lot of things. Uh, Moses reminded the Israelites that they were unable to bear the direct voice of God back on the mountain. Um, they had really made a lot of, trouble for Moses, demanded to hear from God personally, and so Moses said, okay, you'll get what you asked for. And when God begins to speak to them, after they've gone through a cleansing process, they all, they're all afraid and scream to Moses, don't do that again. We'll let you talk to God and you come talk to us. So they had this terrible fear, even to the point of death. And there's something else, too. We, we just really need to have more respect for God. Uh, I think there is a healthy fear knowing that God, uh, who he is, uh, you know, even though my father is uh, in his 80s, I think if he really wanted to, he could still take me over his knee. Okay, I still have, it's a respect thing, You, how we talk to other people, especially to God. And this is why God would raise up prophets in general who would just speak uh, the word to the people, because the people could not uh, hear the God's voice directly. They were afraid of that. And when the prophet spoke, these words were to be obeyed, as though God was striking, directly speaking to them. And anyone who failed to obey the voice of the prophet was to be cut off from the people of Israel. The prophets were to be respected and honored. And the sad thing is, if you really study like Jeremiah... Uh, they were always in prison. They were always being punished or put to death. And so John the Apostle uh, records the well-known wording in John chapter 1, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, that word, word, capital W-O-R-D, is referring to deity, to God, and that God became a man. So God, at this time, was he was speaking directly to the people. Jesus did have a human voice, and he, he called on the people of Israel to repent and obey the good news, to obey the gospel message. Other than his divinity, uh, breaking up, you know, this moment here in the Mount uh, Transfiguration, uh, I think proves or shows the apostles at the time that who God was through Jesus. Uh, he's just full of deity. His his earthly life with Peter, James, and John is where the Lord spoke with his great power uh, at Sinai as he appeared to Moses and Elijah. They got to see God, how he appeared to them. So, so much now that we would uh, would like to 
audibly hear Jesus speak to us like he did all those years when he walked upon the earth. We need to be encouraged like John was encouraged at Patmos. I mean, we we do indeed have the Bible. We have the Word of God. And this is how God talks to us today. He is speaking to us today. Every word is rightly divided. It's His truth. It has been God-breathed by the Holy Spirit. And we as believers, we're filled with that same Spirit. So in a way, God's tabernacle uh, is in the midst of all of us. I mean, He is filling us uh, with His Spirit within us. And God wants us to know the true information about Him. This, All these terms about fake news. Well, we have two testimonies, the Word of God and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to guide us on this journey that has been promised to us, which is just a shadow, you know, into this Canaan. We're going to be able to be in heaven with God. We're going to see Him face to face. We're going to be able to worship Him. Uh, you know, this always brings up a subject when our little church group here um, is this going to be one big long vacation uh, for eternity? Well, that would be nice, but, you know, I, I see Adam and Eve in the garden, you know, as a reflection of paradise. They were to tend the garden. I am sure we will have something that we will do along that line. Plus, we will see God every day. We will get to talk to him, visit with him, and so on. We really, truly need to supplement our knowledge from illegitimate sources. Just stick closely to the Word of God. I'm not saying everybody out there who writes a book, has a TV program or a podcast, is a false teacher. I'm not saying that at all. But there's only one way you're truly going to know that, is actual study on your own. Reading the text over and over again, well, several months ago, we did this kind of this uh, homiletic type series, uh, and I tried to keep that as simple as I could. It was the first time ever. I wish I had a video podcast and not just an audio, uh, but we don't have the resources to do the video podcast. So anyway, uh, I would encourage you to go listen to those and try to learn how to do word studies. You can download a lot of stuff for free. Uh, if you want to buy, I go to a used bookstore, Christian bookstore, and see if you can find uh, I, like a Strong's Concordance that matches the version of the Bible that you use and that has the numbers, the strong numbers, and will help you see what that word means in the original text. I think that does a lot for people. And so, uh, you know, there's so many preachers out there with this end-time type prophecy. And a lot of times, if you listen to them, they almost kind of contradict themselves. But the Bible does talk about an end time. And that end time will be when Jesus appears and calls all of us into judgment. And time will be no more type thing. So... What God has prophesied has come true, will come true, and it will be exactly as God has every intended for it to be fulfilled. Do not 
speculate. Go to the Bible and see what it says. You can do search engines and things too, but uh, I like just to use my Bible. I want to read it. And so we need to believe that Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophecy given by Moses 2,000 plus years now, I'm guessing. Uh, we need to listen carefully what to Jesus has to say. You know, over and over again, you see this disagreement between Jesus and the Sanhedrin, the leaders, the Jewish people, of who he was. Uh, Jesus even says, you know, you search the scriptures because you think you might find me in it. If you believed Moses, you would believe what I'm saying because I'm a fulfillment of that prophecy. And if you study what Moses had to say, the Old Testament, and you study what Jesus has to say, there is no contradiction between the two. We need to see Jesus, who he is. He is God in the flesh. He came to this earth. He taught us the gospel. He suffered and died and rose from the dead, all in a fulfillment of the scripture. And this is what we really need to believe in, the death, burial, and resurrection. If we cannot believe in this at all, the rest of the New Testament is just a waste of our time. And so we, we struggle, I think, as a society because we don't want to believe the simplicity of the gospel. Uh, the gospel message itself is not real difficult. It's usually what we twist it into becoming more difficult. The disciples wanted to know more about his return, and Jesus said, only the Father in heaven knows all that. And he commanded us instead, you know, really to be about the work of the kingdom and telling people about uh, who Jesus is, the plan of salvation. And they did. They went through the far corners of the world after the day of Pentecost and taught that message. We need to be continuing that message. Of course, that's really the main purpose of the podcast is to tell others who will listen this long that Jesus is who he is. He is God in the flesh. He bled for the forgiveness of sins. He purchased us back from, from the devil, from the pits of hell with his blood. Anyone who claims to be speaking by the Holy Spirit whose words do not agree with the Word of God needs to be rejected. And that's exactly what this text in Deuteronomy is really saying as well. We have a great high priest and our confession that Jesus is God, who he says he is, goes so far into the depth of of our salvation process. I hope that you will uh, tell others about us, that you will continue to listen to this podcast. Uh, please be in prayer as I try to figure out how to juggle things around to get this out. Uh, we really are struggling with some financial issues to keep the uh, podcast up and going, including the internet bills. And so... Uh, we're looking for new internet providers that would be cheaper uh, for us to do and use. And so, again, I thank you for listening. May God bless you, and may He have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. 
please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.